This is The Undead Symphony by me, Darren Smith. Episode 35, in which I watch Fear the Walking Dead's spin-off show, Dead in the Water. And I'm excited for this one. I'm not going to lie. I really genuinely loved The Walking Dead from the little girl beginning. Um, probably as far as Negan uh, killing Abraham and, and then Glenn. Uh, I've kind of dipped in and out since, but Negan kind of killed the show for me. And so when when Fear the Walking Dead started and we had a, a new set of characters, um, I, I jumped on, on that particular bandwagon. And even though uh, Madison annoyed the shit out of me for times, um, when she finally died and we gained Lenny, Mor- uh, Lenny James uh, as Morgan... Uh, we suddenly gained these, you know, Morgan and um, John Dory and Jenna Elfman's character and Al. Um, suddenly it became a different show. And Fear the Walking Dead probably became a better show than than Walk- The Walking Dead. Um, so Fear was better than The Walking Dead. Um, and then, you know, just for kind of completeness of watching everything that was related to it, um, I did watch the uh, the young adult uh, version uh, the walking dead the world beyond which was which was interesting especially the ending you know also i think seeing seeing certainly all three and them dealing with you know the commonwealth and, and the like so you know an organized um government of sorts um i just find it very interesting uh, also that i flitted between the different the different shows, um, switching allegiances, if you like. Much like Lenny James, I jumped from one to the other. Um, so I've been a fan um, of the feel of the Walking Dead franchise. It gets it right, in my opinion. Um, all of them, all three shows. And, you know, I do look forward to the, you know, the Daryl spin-off and, and the Rick and Michonne movie and, and Negan and Maggie in New York. You know, I liked the Fear the Walking Dead Flight 462 web series. Um, and, I, and I really liked that we saw Alex and Jake battling survive for survival on the plane before the crash uh, in Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, and then we saw them, um, although I was particularly angry because I'd seen it, um, the treatment by, by the group in particular, in particular Strand, uh, when when the group met up with with Alex and Jake and cut their dinghy loose and that that actually genuinely annoyed me um, with the uh, introduction in the much later series season six I think it is um, of the doomsday cultists uh, led by Tommy um, with Riley um, as his sidekick um, this show introduces Nick Stahl and and Riley, who we know um, from Fear the Walking Dead uh, was the weapons officer of the um, US Navy nuclear submarine, the USS Philadelphia. So what we got, I think, was uh, seven episodes of varying length that kind of, when tacked together, make up a 45-minute prequel. And so this is The Undead Symphony by me, Darren Smith. It'll be a lovely short one because we are just watching 
uh, in episode 35, Fear the Walking Dead, Dead in the Water. We're on a nuclear submarine, the USS Pennsylvania, and we start the show with a weapons drill. Um, Nick Stahl's character, Riley, has been disappointed with his performance in the previous drill and is trying trying to better the time and the team cohesion uh, with his uh, fellow sailors under his command um, to, to do better. Um, he's still a bit disappointed with it. Um, he then goes and sees comms engineer Pierce, and we learn that there hasn't been any radio chatter at all on the um, on the radio that he's picked up, other than a few little bits here and there. Riley, we learn, has just just had a baby, Oliver, but he's not really that interested in being a father. You know, he's not really a a fatherly type. He actually wants to focus on his career and uh, and become a captain of a submarine. The captain actually visits him to tell him that you know his performance is actually pretty poor due to he thinks the distraction of having a baby and that his chances of getting his own command are are slim slim to none he then tells him look a captain needs to make the decision decisions that no one else wants to make and personally i can actually see that that is going to come back to guide nick Stahl's character we also learn that friedman is really sick um, but as there's no communications, um, there also hasn't been a medivac sent, uh, uh, a medical evacuation uh, sent for him. So basically, the ship's medic, who's not a trained doctor, um, is trying to do uh, the operation um, in the dining room on a table um, with minimal anesthetic and no experience. He was actually looking up how to do it online the guy has got um, appendicitis uh, that's gone septic um, apparently um, unfortunately the guy dies on the table they bag him and then they put him in cold storage um, you know the crew question why there was no medivac um, you know and to be fair they have a point you know, they say that they were in the middle of a NATO exercise and then they were pulled off of that to go to the Gulf of Mexico. So they're quite close, uh, quite close to home. Um, we then see Friedman's corpse in the bag start to move. Pierce tells Riley and two others that he, um, including uh, Maguire, that he... Um, picked up messages that the army has been deployed back in the US so it must be something serious normally the National Guard is used uh, in in situations back in the US but it's the actual army so he can't be good at home um, so Pierce says that if he had a new son that he hadn't even seen he would basically desert and go for a swim as he puts it then the crew, uh, basically only because uh, Friedman's body is taking up a ton of room in the freezer, um, get ice cream sundaes to to elevate their mood, um, which is great. The the chef though hears a thump in the uh, in the um, cold storage room where they're keeping the body. Uh, he goes in, and the next thing we know, 
uh, he's being attacked and bitten by Friedman in front of everybody. Uh, the doctor and another crewmate, Bacon, um, run over, so that's Park and Bacon, uh, run over to help. Both of them are bitten before the zombie Friedman, whose all of his guts have already spilled out all over the place, attacks the captain. The captain shoots him multiple times in the body so he doesn't go down, and then Riley blows his head off. This isn't good. They then get a, a complete radio message uh, that is authenticated to uh, target the US with nuclear weapons. Wiley and Pierce both confirm it. And then one of the men who are have been, was bitten in the mess has already turned. And Riley, living uh, living on the captain's words of uh, doing the hard jobs that no one wants to do, uh, then smashes the zombie's brain in with uh, with a fire extinguisher. Good thing about a submarine, obviously, is that the doors aren't like down to the floor; they've they're about shin height. You have to step over them, um, so. The zombies keep falling over as they go through the different doors. Unless they're in that room, they're kind of almost trapped in the room that they turn in. Um, so the, most of the crew are now zombified uh, and are eating the crewmen. So Riley realizes that they're attracted to sound, and he hits the um, the ship at the ship wide alarm, which sets off a siren and flashing red lights, and and then he's sneaks um sneaks past like loads of zombies in different rooms there is we're 15 minutes into the show at this point um and it's starting to kick off now the doctor was bitten and he's turned and he's eaten a crewman um although he ends up attacking riley and then he gets a knife stabbed through his head after having his head smashed on the hot plate um Riley, you know, Nick Stahl as Riley then takes out another two zombies, including smashing one straight onto a, a metal metal pole or pipe or something on the wall. Um, and you kind of question, you know, where are all the others? And also, how shit must they be? These are trained servicemen. I mean, I know they're, they're submariners, they're not marines or anything like that. But, you know, they're kind of all turning too quickly or getting killed too quickly. It's a submarine. You know, if you are in a, a cabin that's got one of these metal doors, it's a submarine. It's supposed to have every room, every room is pressurized, right? So you can just close it, do that spinny door lock thing, and then you're in there. So as long as you've got food and water, you'll be fine. However, it's a submarine that's traveling underwater. It's not even on the surface. So you need to kind of be wary that it, it, are the pilots of that submarine um, conscious zombies alive? Um, is it heading in the right direction? Is it going down, going up? You know, too many questions. I guess you wouldn't want to just stay put. Unless you've, you know, run aground, you know, point it at the, uh, point it at the beach, keep going and stay in your, your, um, stay in your room until it runs aground. But then you've still got to get out past all the zombies. Um, anyway, so he meets two crewmen, um, Alvarez and another one, Winko, I want to say it is. 
Um, and one of them says, we aren't trained for this. Actually, they both say, we aren't trained for this. To which Wiley says, but we were trained to keep calm under pressure. You know, they kind of ponder the cause, thinking it's a chemical attack or something back home, or, or maybe it's gas or, or some sort of nerve agent. But then why, why, why only some people are affected and others aren't? To which one of the guys says, well, maybe we're all infected. Ah, we learned that at the end of season two of The Walking Dead, don't we? Everybody's infected. Um, penetrate the skull. That's the way forwards, and that is the way forwards for Riley. So he's actually very good. That is a Walking Dead thing, isn't it? Headshots. The amount of times we've seen Daryl with a knife, or or Carol, or Michonne, or Rick just take out zombies. Headshot, 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 headshot. Nick Stiles doing that early doors, day one. The issue with, you know, Wing Cole, whatever his name is, uh, says, you know, these are, these guys are my family. Not anymore, says Nick Stahl, Wiley's, Nick Stahl's Wiley. Aim for the eyes. Now, all of the corridors are filled with the dead. Um, and the three of them become two when the guy, is, you know, uh, Winko is bitten and then Alvarez shoots both the zombie and him. And then they meet Maguire. And now they're back to three again. Maguire has some sort of porn star moustache we met him earlier. And he's got some sort of like heavy metal, like monkey wrench kind of thing. Um, so they've, they've got the walls now. They're drawn to noise. They can't climb. They fall over things. Um, headshots. You know... Uh, don't fire the gun, he says to Alvarez, unless you're absolutely sure. Last minute. Because obviously he's going to draw the zombies to them. Uh, we hear the, the screams of the crew as they're being attacked and murdered by their, their bunkmates. Um, and as I said, the, the doors are shin height, so they kind of fall over, which is funny. Um, and they've got heavy locks, so you could literally just you know get the zombies into one room, lock the door, they're not going to come out again. Um, again, if they could stay put, they would, but they can't because you don't know where the ship's going. And actually, Nick Star wants to get to the weapons room. They have orders to get to the weapons room to fire. I mean, I personally would make sure that navigation is for, is good first so the ship doesn't crash. Um, they then meet up with Pierce, the um, communications officer, and the captain. But this is after Alvarez has, by accident, shot one of his uninfected crewmates uh, and then can't take any more. So he opens the door and ends up getting killed by the zombies therein. Uh, the weapons room is actually empty. Uh, the captain um, tells them they've got to... You know, first of all, he checks to make sure they haven't been bitten on the arms, which is great. You need to make sure. Always check for bites. Always check for bites. A, C, B. It's a rule. Always check for bites. So he actually checks them for bites at gunpoint. Uh, they don't have them. They, they sort of surmise that the world outside must be in chaos. Um, no wonder they were pulled off their NATO uh, exercises. And no wonder that the medvac 
didn't arrive. So the incoming message from HQ is that Chicago is the target for a nuclear strike from the submarine. And what I did notice at this point was, because there's like seven episodes, I think, six or seven episodes, and at the start of each episode, it sort of says part one, then two, all the way through. And then after that, under that, it says, you know, USS Pennsylvania, then it's, then it's geographical location in longitude and latitude, and then the number of crew, which has been ever dwindling. I only noticed it a couple of episodes ago, and it was 81, uh, and now it's down to down to nine. Um, so they decide, you know, this is a missile strike on home soil, on Chicago. Wiley refuses to fire on American soil, and the captain is going to kill him. And he says, there are two other people in here who will do it. But Pierce says, I won't do it either. And so does Maguire. The captain is coughing, though, and sweating, and he orders, he tells the others they have to do it, and that this is mutiny. But then Nick Stahl says, yes, but this is, this is Nuremberg. This is these these are war crimes. And then it turns out the captain's actually been bitten, and he realizes that he is done for. He falls over, and Wiley stands up, and again he's using the captain's words. You know, you got to do the tough jobs, and so he blows the captain's brains out. And then he he basically says, "Okay, we need to get the fuck out of here." So basically. Um, he goes on the the intercom um, throughout the ship, the shipwide intercom, and announces that that the mission is to get to topside, uh, I guess surface, and, and then get home to the states. Uh, they hear from the guys who are in the um, in the control room, the bridge. Uh, there are six guys there, so there were nine survivors, uh, and he tells them. Um, the, you know, he wants to be a father, you know, he tells his, the two guys with him that he now wants to be a father and to see his son more than anything else in the world. And so they have to fight their way to the bridge. Um, but anyway, so they don't actually have to do that because the guy, there's actually other guys in the bridge. They call each other on the intercom. He then says, have you done this particular manoeuvre? And the manoeuvre basically means that the three guys hold on and then they blow all of the ballast tanks so the ship sort of flies up you know to the surface and he knocks all of the zombies down some of them end up with like broken bones and they're sort of trying to bite whilst laying laying down on the ground pierce is then bitten by the one that was shot by alvarez the, the guy who the guy who was shot by alvarez um and then he just goes and charge says you know you go you go and charges into a crowd of zombies and dies painfully screaming as he's ripped apart um, God and country don't mean shit anymore. Go find your family. Um, so Riley and Maguire meet the other six guys. Um, and he basically says, you know, we, these are the two nuclear keys. He gives one to one guy and says, you know, when they're, as they're about to abandon ship, these two keys can never get back together again they should never be in the same place again and then they all climb through you know up a ladder into the sunlight to then swim ashore Wiley uh, manages to get to shore 
and he calls his wife from his mobile phone and he's so happy to speak to her and that the baby is beautiful and you know that she loves him and he loves her and all these other things but then she apologizes she just couldn't hold on and then you hear her screaming and the baby screaming and the zombies clearly killing his family over the phone which is quite harrowing it reminded me of um uh sally field hearing her daughter being raped over the phone in in the Kiefer sutherland movie eye for an eye um quite harrowing really um and then so nick style kind of loses it he sits down and you know he's got a picture of his baby you know basically isn't, isn't even his baby it's the uh, ultrasound he's got his key and the mobile phone and he just sits down we kind of cut to a clearly a few weeks later potentially a month later or more where he is now bearded and he is deciding that he had actually been sitting on the beach sort of like underneath a, a makeshift shelter and that he he's going to go and kill himself with the pistol that he's got so he puts the gun to his head and then out of the sunlight comes the cult leader teddy maddox from season six of fear the walking dead who tells him that that's not the way forwards and so that was it that was fear the walking dead dead in the water having seen some really really bad zombie movies recently i kind of needed this i needed the the quality of the walking dead franchise again i needed some great actors i mean nick style is great I'm, i've always been a massive fan of nick style so you got a great actor you got a tie into elite you know it tie into fear the walking dead it, it holds its own to be fair you could have made a movie of this um so yeah i loved it and it makes me kind of want to go back i mean i actually didn't get that far in fear the walking dead so i'm kind of tempted to my, my my good friend Michael Avery is is binging uh, Fear the Walking Dead at the moment over the Christmas holidays, so I'm kind of tempted to join him um, and then do the spin-offs as well. So I go back and at the right time do Flight Four Six Two and 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 this obviously is like a prequel as well. So um, if you haven't seen it, it's tricky to watch because it's not on anything. Um, I had to go onto a dodgy website where you can just go and watch virtually anything uh, after you click through a million pop-ups uh, to watch it so um definitely watch it you know it's it's at the it's of the caliber of the others except it's in this military um backdrop of of a nuke of a nuclear submarine so it's claustrophobic and it's dark and and you know it's confined uh in its in its location um but like i said the acting superb cinematography is great the writing is great everything about it is great it's literally a 45 minute spin-off episode of one of the walking dead shows gotta give it decent score i mean for me it could have gone on for further um, but nothing in it was bad in my opinion all of the zombie stuff um, obviously they're on a submarine uh they're following orders you know he he basically wants to follow orders and and that nuclear strike could have stopped the apocalypse from happening as far as they knew so he had to do that first before realizing right now we need to now we need to 
you know, uh, abandoned ship. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a two thumbs up for me, a solid six, six and a half out of 10, maybe um, a good accompaniment uh, to, to Fear the Walking Dead. So go and give it a watch. In my opinion, this has been one of the better things I've seen of late. Certainly better than the movies I saw in the last episode. So this has been episode 35 of the Undead Symphony with me, Darren Smith, talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Dead in the Water. Thank you.